You're listening to another episode of Amy and Sarah Search for the One. Each week, we watch rom-coms and talk about why we love them. And Sarah. And we're here. <laughs> we are searching for the one still. Yeah. Yeah. We have a big task on our plate, really. We do. And it only builds up just the, the pressure to find the one as we search more and more. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely does. I, I, feel, I feel like we're all, like, just, like, when we first started, it's, like, there's always so many more movies to talk about. Like, there's so many movies we haven't, like, classics that we haven't even spoken about yet. I know. I feel like we, like, remember some as we, like, go through and watch other ones, too, that we, like, that I know, like, I totally forgot about. Or ones I had, like, never heard of before. Or maybe, like, you had watched it and I had never seen it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's also, like, it's a kind of a fun way to, like, maximize your streaming services. Because I think a lot of us are just tied to, like, Netflix or Hulu or, like, Amazon Prime. But if you, you know, know someone with a cable provider <laughs> subscription, like my mom, then... I can, like, log into my, like, HBO Max and, like, even I watched one of these movies this week on Stars, mm. and, like, every, like, Showtime has, like, a streaming service, too. So there's a lot of, like, really good, like, offbeat rom-com gems that are, like, on those services, but not on, like, Netflix. Yeah. So if anyone knows Amy's mom, <laughs> wants to <laughs> take advantage of all these streaming <laughs> sites well I feel like everyone has like a mom that still has cable yeah. so like that's kind of how you can like buoy your game yeah of, like, movies. yeah my mom has cable so yeah so is, is it just like a different generation has cable no one else does yes yeah I think I think like our age range is like people have like cut the ties because it was like too much money. Although ironically, or maybe this is what the way it was always going to go. Now you need like 85 streaming channels. So it's like, should I just have a cable? Like, Like, is that better? I don't know. I mean, it does add up if you're doing like Netflix, Apple TV, (laughs) Disney plus, Hulu. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess one of the ways you you could lighten it that I feel like I think my family has been considering is like everyone taking one of the streaming ones and then us all using it. So it's like you're only paying for one versus all. Don't say that too loud. They'll come after (laughs) us. All the the streaming giants will come after us. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know that. Hulu and Netflix and Amazon Prime and Disney Plus probably have like spies that listen to movie podcasts <laughs> to 
see what people are doing in IRL. So, um, I guess we should change our identities and I'll be Veronica. <laughs> well, maybe I'll be like Betty then. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> For Betty and Veronica? Yeah. Okay, that works. <laughs> I guess if we were doing that, you probably would be Betty and I would be Veronica. Yes, that fits. Really. In, in our characters and personas. Yeah. You're a Betty. I'm I'm very much a Betty. I'm definitely not a Veronica. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'm a jughead. I don't know. That's <laughs> <laughs> oh, <totally> relatable. <laughs> I feel like jughead is like the character to be like who do you really want to be in this lifestyle I feel like I've liked um uh like Midge or somebody like that was like just dating head beef whatever his name was is it Moose Moose yeah yeah he was just like good looking and I was like that's a good girl <laughs> like she got some, like, status points for being with him. But, like, yeah. Jughead also was living a good life. Yeah. Betty's I mean, fine. She's just kind of boring. Betty's just super boring. That's all. <laughs> this is why you need perfect for her, Sarah. <laughs> I, mean, I think Veronica and, like, um, what's the guy version of her? Like, Rich or something? Like the, I think so. I can picture him in my head with like, oh, yeah. <laughs> they're just like the typical like white privileged rich folk. Like they're the one percenters. Yeah, we're living the dream. I mean, I guess I would want to be here because she also was like evil and like snarky. And she was like good. sultry. Yeah, and like serious <laughs> compared to just like really vanilla Betty. <laughs> Betty was like. Gotta get my eight hours of sleep at night. <laughs> Gotta wake up at 6 a.m. for no reason other than the sun is up, Sarah. <laughs> yeah. I, I guess that's why Archie liked her. She was just, like, easy to understand. No mystery at all. He could just, like, control her. I don't know. <laughs> well, she's, like, the girl next door. So, like, it's, like, they should end up together. Like, on paper, they're the perfect couple. I really liked Betty as a child. I was very much team Betty. But in practice, I'm not that, like, straight and narrow and square. And I'm not sleeping at great times. <laughs> Pandemic Amy is not a Betty at all. <laughs> I wonder, yeah, I wonder what Betty would be up to in the pandemic. Yeah, I feel like she'd be, like, really getting into crafting or something. Like, really into scrapbooking or something, like. Pro yeah. Something like, her house plants or something. She would have made some bread, for sure. <laughs> yeah, she would have been in the baking trends. Like, banana breads and sourdough loaves and all things like that. I wonder if she would have done anything to her hair. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe if she was bored or something. <laughs> Always in a ponytail. 
Veronica would be at like a private island somewhere, like with all her rich friends, just like quarantining, quarantine party. <laughs> and like, let's be real, Archie would probably be in that. He probably would like take that for invitation and like leave. Yeah, and, like go and Veronica would definitely invite him, and he would go. <laughs> like, why would you stay? <laughs> Uh, yeah. judging them at home being like oh my god they're not social distancing <laughs> like they're not wearing masks <laughs> I mean, if you're on a private island and COVID's not there you're fine as long as nobody comes in with COVID mm-hmm. yeah it's suspicious because you're going to have to get stuff delivered to the island there's going to be like service folk that have to like live and transfer off the island. That's true. You're going to get it. <laughs> Plus, COVID is everywhere at this point. Yeah, it's yeah. everywhere. <laughs> it's not like every square inch of the planet. It's just, yeah. just covering. <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. <laughs> Thanksgiving dreams. <laughs> uh, yes, this is episode yeah Sarah kind of looks like a wrapped up turkey right now (laughs) she's like wrapped in a brown sweater or blanket I can't tell (laughs) it's a a cardigan and uh yeah I've made like a little cocoon for myself uh perfect the I was gonna say like Thanksgiving is the holiday of comfort, but that's not true at all. I feel like if anything, I usually end most Thanksgivings feeling physically and sometimes emotionally uncomfortable. <laughs> I feel like way too full, and I'm like, why did I do this to myself? But I also just like continue to eat like more pie and ice cream by the end of the night, whatever, and then just emotionally uncomfortable doesn't every holiday makes you just like ponder about self-existence thanks <laughs> well I was gonna say I feel like Thanksgiving is like I I think it feels comforting because like it's like the weather is changing if you're like you know we both grew up on the east coast and you're like starting to wear more like comfier clothes and then it's, like, a time of just, like, a lot of, like, I think, like, a lot of, like, traditions. Like, this is the way we've always done it. Like, this is how we, this is how we spend the holiday. These are the foods we eat every year. Like, most families don't try new foods. It's, like, you eat the same, like, five things you've eaten your entire life. <laughs> and everyone's, like, very particular about, like, you know, there's seven marshmallows on the sweet potatoes, not eight. <laughs> like, everyone has, like, an exact replica of their like childhood favorite Thanksgiving meal that they're like trying to make every year Mm, yeah it is very like full of comfort food and like traditions and norms which can be really comforting especially now where everything's so unpredictable so people can celebrate in some way they maybe normally can it's comforting I feel like for me I just like overdose on comfort <laughs> and then I just become a glutton <laughs> That's yeah I'm... that is very you <laughs> and then I am the I'm like why did I do this to myself <laughs> I think 
this year is kind of interesting because people, I mean, hopefully everyone listening and being safe and making good decisions. But I think this year, since you people can't do what they've always done in the same ways, probably almost everyone is saying that, like, even if you are celebrating and traveling to celebrate, it's not going to look the same as it has been. Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, like my, my fiance and I can't go home. So we're doing things in here, which we've never done before. Um, but also I think a lot of people are saying that like, it's in some ways it's freeing because there is a lot of that, like social norms or family norms that are kind of like hard for a lot of people. So Thanksgiving is like kind of a time where you have to like pretend to be someone to your family (laughs) at times. Mm -hmm. And so like having a lot of people think like Mr old traditions I think some people are like kind of embracing like the madhouse of 2020 and like I've had friends be like we're just ordering takeout like <laughs> whatever we're eating steaks because I hate turkey <laughs> like some people are just like we're just like spending the day like and we're going on a hike all day or something like people are just doing like very different things that they would normally do because this year is just such a wackadoo anyway it's it is such an odd year. I read some advice from a couple psychologists and they said like because it is such an odd year, just like do whatever you want. <laughs> like that's how uh, yeah. thankful and happy. So it's like you wanna eat sushi, go ahead and eat sushi. Cause if you're if you're especially if you're like alone or you're not with big extended family mm-hmm. and then you force yourself to cook, it's like the effort will not be the out like you won't get the reward from all the effort you like put in so like better just to be lazy order takeout and enjoy the meal (laughs) like yes yeah I feel like that's what I was hoping we would do like I was ready to just like treat ourselves to like a nice like packaged meal from a place here and just like spend like some money on like getting a nice like you know a nice to go portions of everything and like a fancier meal and then Leslie was like oh I'm super excited to cook I was like okay well (laughs) yeah like he gets his bliss and his thankfulness from cooking so it makes sense yeah and I'm gonna be thankful by like laying in bed tomorrow morning like watching maybe a rom-com in bed (laughs) while he cooks oh yeah I I'm going to bake a little bit, but I mostly will just be thankful that my mom will cook <laughs> and I will eat whatever is put on the table. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. It's a good day. Yeah, it'll, it'll be nice. I'm sure I'll feel like stuffed, but... Um, I'll just know that there is nowhere to go, so you can always come back to your meal. <laughs> if you leave, it's not like you have to, like, quickly eat a Thanksgiving feast because you have, like, a social engagement or you're going to, like, see friends. You're not going to do any of that stuff. You'll just be, like, go from the, living, the dining room to your room to, like, the couch and back. So you have plenty of time to, like, like slowly eat that feast. That's true. I feel like what tends to happen is, like, I try to eat, like, an early lunch or a small lunch and then, like, make myself hungry for dinner, which is still earlier than, like, normal dinner time. 
And then by the time it is dinner, I've like waited and made myself hungry that I feel like I eat it quickly because I'm like, I'm hungry. I was just talking about this with Leslie. Like, what do you normally have Thanksgiving dinner? I feel like around like five, five thirty. I feel like my family would always do it like mid-afternoon, so it'd be like three or three p.m., like three or four, maybe. I think four is too late. But Leslie, I asked him like what time we were gonna eat tomorrow. He was like seven p.m. I was like, oh, that's too late. <laughs> we need to eat earlier. Because if you eat like if you eat at three p.m., so then you would have dessert at like four-ish, and then by the time it's like eight or nine, you're gonna be hungry again, and you can have a second dinner. <laughs> something delicious but if you eat like because I was like we don't want to like waste our food calories tomorrow with like a stupid lunch like we want to just like be eating this delicious feast we're making and then if we're hungry later on the night you can just eat a little bit later I'll be having some corn pudding at 8.30 tomorrow I can just see it. <laughs> it yeah we just do basically like an early bird dinner but it's not even that early if it's like five but we do it is normally like before normal dinner time but to wait till seven which is like normal dinner time it's just like no because all the cooking all the smells you're so mm-hmm. hungry like everything smells good throughout the day if you're I'm starving just listening to you describe it <laughs> I'm like oh wait I really need to eat dinner <laughs> yeah <Goodbye. laughs> we will switch to other things about the holiday then which could be I mean like if you are normally gathering with family it can sometimes be like introductions you could bring somebody new into the fold uh you could bring someone home special or you could just be like razzed and hazed by your family (laughs) there's all the like dynamics of like who's at the table Yeah, it's like Thanksgiving starts like that, the like holiday of like the holidays of like coupling. So it's like Thanksgiving. If you start dating someone new, Thanksgiving might be your first holiday introducing your partner to your family. And what an introduction that can be to your family. <laughs> they are, everyone is definitely a little more frenzied than hopefully normal <laughs> on Thanksgiving time. I feel like that's so overwhelming. Like, I would never want to bring, I think, like, a future, I don't even, I mean, like, it would have to be a very serious boyfriend or, like, beyond that home. Mm -hmm. But I feel like I wouldn't want it to be, that's the first time (laughs) he's meeting, like, anyone in my family. (laughs) Just be like, it'd be so chaotic and, like, stressful I feel like it's just always a stressful day that it's just like why Why? yeah yeah I feel like that's that is like what like if it is your first impression I feel like that's movies more it's like the first time they're meeting someone as bringing them home for Thanksgiving but yeah ideally you would not do that with someone that is like such an emotionally taxing day and it's usually like so much family. It can be, like, so many people, like, they wouldn't, like, you would want them to, like, really know your mom or your parents or siblings, but you wouldn't want, like, your great aunt Berta or something. It's, like, how often is this person in your life? Like, yeah, maybe me, but, like, 
they need to meet when everyone's meeting that person for the first time. I don't know. I guess it's maybe like if you <laughs> if you're afraid everyone is gonna hate this person that you bring home, maybe it is good to bring like them home when there's a lot of people around so they can't be like maybe interrogated by a parent or something. There's just like more buffers in the room. I don't know. That's true. Yeah. Or or it could also be like just rubbing off the band-aid, like, here's everyone and like yeah. if it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Yeah, like, if you hate my family, you may never see them again. So here's everyone. <laughs> yeah. uh, I feel like we captured all of these feelings in, in our, in our, I must have a Halloween, in our Thanksgiving movies that we picked, um, which all really represent, like, lots of different feelings and similar feelings about the holidays and spending time with family and certainly all the food that's enjoyed at these holidays. Yeah, I feel like uh, some of these movies, like I, I love moments of them and then I also cringe. So just like any, yeah. any family gathering or holiday. <laughs> yeah, this is if you like, if you are not spending the holidays with your family this year, or your family looks different this year. I would suggest watching almost all of these movies just to get like a sense. Like it really does like make you feel like you're there. Like you, it's so relatable. Like you will laugh and cringe and be like, oh, it's really, they're all, they're all very like relatable to different times in your life and different kind of families that experiences that you would probably have at Thanksgiving. Yeah, it's just, there's a lot. It's just a lot that happens on holidays. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's probably the one, like, the silver lining of everything being different is that, like, with how crazy 2020 has been, it's kind of, like, one less relief of, like, not having to, like, sit in traffic for four five hours going home or, like, not having to like think about like rushing to the airport and like waiting on thousand long lines. I mean, I know people are doing it, but like that's a weird choice <laughs> in my book, but whatever. <laughs> um, and like kind of not like, I just can't imagine taking on any more stress right now than I'm currently like, going through. Yeah, it's, I feel like the, like as an adult, holidays are very very different like as a kid it's all just like nostalgia and these like like tons of food and like a pie and just like good for fun and then like as you get older you you start to see like more more stress and more like dynamics at play and mm-hmm. yeah the the movies we picked like you said are at different points in a person's life that like what their Thanksgiving might look like. Yeah. Actually, it reminded me when um, you were talking about that, about how freeing it is to be a child, because I actually used to take on a lot of stress for myself on Thanksgiving as a child. My cousins and I would make Thanksgiving Day awards. Oh, God. That we would give out on Thanksgiving. And we would, like, this would be a really intensive process. Like, we would... First, have to like deliberate on who was like 
the coolest aunt or like the funniest or the best dressed. <laughs> we did it for the adults and the children. Oh, and then after all this deliberation, we would then have to like make them on like we my I used to buy like that like certificate paper that you could buy at like fancy card stores <laughs> and we would like I think a couple of years we got to use like the computer when we were like very young to try to like type it on, but mostly we just like hand wrote it. And then we'd get those like shiny gold stickers for it. And then after we ate, we would have the awards and like there were some big contenders. My mom and my uncle Larry were always trying to be the funniest adult. And it was a hot competition. Also, like everyone kept voting for their mom to be the best looking mom. So it was like hard, hard to see who would win that. She's also like, it's such yeah. a weird thing. To give to, to give to family members where, like, you're the, the most attractive. <laughs> and then to, like, also want to make your mom be, I feel like... There's some psychology in there. I mean, it makes sense. Because we also, I feel like most people, like, adore their their mothers. Unless, like, not everyone, obviously. But um, we have weird relationships with our parents. And, like we see them also as, like, superhuman. So it makes sense to be, like, my mom is the most beautiful person, <laughs> like, as, like, a four-year-old saying that or something. Yeah. <laughs> I also feel like it was it was us, like, really leading into, like, gender norms. It was, like, what do you judge your mom on? Her attractiveness. Like, that was, like, what the moms could win. <laughs> like, and, like, that was, like, like the funniest or what did it even give the other people I just remember the funniest being like a real contender and like the like the the hottest mom <laughs> maybe like the nicest I think it was like a nicest like it was probably like a hardest working that like a dad would get or an uncle or something but, like, what did I even mean to a bunch of weird seven-year-olds who, like, obviously needed some hobbies? <laughs> I, I, like, totally picture this. Also from, like, an adult perspective, but, like, my age. So, like, someone that would show up to this Thanksgiving dinner without any children and mm-hmm. see a bunch of kids, like, giggling and running around and plotting all these <laughs> That's the vibe. <laughs> and, like, at first I'd be like, oh, this is so cute. But then, like, you would run around forever and ever and, like, pester and bother people. And I would get so annoyed with you. <laughs> yeah, the, the kids that are now in my family's life, like, my, like, nieces and nephews and cousins, like, they, they brought it back, like, a year or two ago. I won Best Reader, which I felt like was, like, a good category to win. <laughs> I knew I would sweep that one. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah like again it was like they were like really funny like it was like I think they gave my one of my brothers like most present person <laughs> really sarcastic I was like wow I wish I thought about something beyond like hottest mom <laughs> like you guys like went deep in your humor good for you <laughs> uh yeah I feel like especially like Thanksgiving like these types of holidays it's like it's the 
best, I feel like, when you're a kid or you're, like, a parent or older. Sometimes there is, like, a weird gray period where you're just like, what am I doing? Because you don't have your own family and you're also not a kid anymore. <laughs> That's really perfect to lead into our movies. That's the feeling. You captured it. <laughs> um, I think this week we're just going to look at, like, our contenders, like, through their age periods that you kind of encapsulate in the movie although I think this one this might be the most current of the movies done yes yeah because this movie came out in 2014 I believe Sarah, Sarah I think of as a fact checker even if she's not at all in that capacity I just assume she'll correct me if I'm wrong on any facts <laughs> she might be like just looking at the window or something in the moment <laughs> I'm like Sarah Sarah goes <laughs> Um, anyway, um, so the first movie we're going to talk about is called Holidaysburg, and this is, I think, one of, like, our first, like, truly, it feels like at least an independent movie, Mm -hmm. right? Like, you felt that same vibe to it? Like, an indie small movie. I had never seen it before. It's great, though. It definitely, it captures this incredible feeling that for anyone that goes away to college and then comes back home for Thanksgiving and it's their first time home, um, it just captures that spirit really well. Yeah, this is like, you, it's like, this movie like made me nostalgic for being in college, basically. It's like, it really does, it's so accurate and authentic for like that feeling of like, going home after you've been like oh my gosh remember how you like thought you were a grown-up at that point you were like I've survived like 12 weeks without my mom <laughs> like I'm a superstar <laughs> and you feel like you've like taken like a couple classes and you like know a couple more words and you're like I'm deep and poetic now like get it deal with it <laughs> and uh like you you're just like an expert in this way when you were like oh remember when I was like boring senior in high school now I'm a sophisticated college girl (laughs) but also like you're obviously still a child (laughs) so this movie is really like I I hadn't seen it before but I had done like a deep dive of um Thanksgiving movies and it kind of came up and this I did watch on uh HBO Max or yeah, I think I watched this one at HBO Max. So it is available if you want to watch it. Um, and if you're a youngin, you might relate to the feelings in it. But, you know, essentially it's just a, it stars like a girl who goes back to um, Holidaysburg, which is a real city in Pennsylvania. And it obviously has also a very authentic Pennsylvania feeling to it. Um, as I did my undergrad in Pennsylvania, so I felt very like this is Pennsylvania. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, she goes home and like she's like she was kind of like a dorky outsider and like awkward person in high school. And like while she's home, she like kind of randomly hooks up with the most popular guy in school after she like runs him over with her car. It just is a funny moment because she's like, I'm going to drive you to the hospital. And then she like fully confesses. She's like, actually, I've had three drinks. So like, I couldn't take you to the hospital, but I also might go to jail for both here. Like, like for hitting someone with my car. So like, 
I'm willing to do that, but like maybe we can just like sit here and make sure you don't have a concussion and like live our lives. <laughs> what a like responsible but like really immature like <laughs> response and situation. But so like she basically right there while she's there and like it's it's not necessarily all told from her point of view, but it's like the different characters of like that they all went to high school. Like the popular boy was dating the popular girl. They break up. She's like really depressed and like going through like having that like what the hell am I kind of vibe to her, which also is very relatable to the to like being a, a freshman in college. Mm-hmm. And all their friends that like stayed home and didn't go away and have kind of that like towny vibe to them, but also like are also kind of wondering like what they're going to do with their lives. Cause they like either didn't go away to college at all or they were to go to college at all, or they like are living at home still. And like, that's obviously a relatable and, and awkward time in our lives <laughs> as well. Um, so it's kind of like that moment of like coming, like you're coming home as like a guest to Thanksgiving, even though you live there and like her family, her mom is like so hysterical. Like she's like trying her friend picks her up from the bus station and her, she's like, I have to get home. My mom's going to lose it. And like, sure enough, when she gets home, she was late. And her mom is like right away with that mom guilt. Like I just wanted all my daughters to go shopping at the store with me. Like that was a big Thanksgiving milestone that she missed. <laughs> and um her sister's home as well and her sister is engaged to her partner who's oh like they're in a I'm assuming a lesbian relationship but I love how it's just it's as not in some of our movies this week it's just cool and accept it (laughs) and not a big deal (laughs) because it isn't um and yeah she's just like awkwardly going through like this kind of like questioning like who are you? Another thing about like going home for the holidays is like you're coming back to like who you were at a period of time, but you're also um, have changed. Like every time we go away, we change a little bit. Like life changes us a lot. And then when you come back, it's like, are you that person that you always were? Like she's the main character is very in her head about like how she's awkward and like she's like never gonna get it together because she's so weird and like she's so and she's like also just an average white girl with brown hair. <laughs> but she's like super duper awkward. <laughs> and um, like how, who she is now, like trying to reckon that like past with her present self and um, kind of exploring this relationship that she never thought she would have with the popular boy who's also like his parents that like moved to Florida and like he is the last one to find out. <laughs> he's on a very weird journey of self-discovery as well mm-hmm. yeah I think there's a lot of like identity and self-reflection that happens in maybe sort of to some extent these movies all of them but especially this one um and I think with Thanksgiving and we'll see this in the other movies where it's like there's pressure to to be something, to either, like, to be with someone, to be happy, to be normal. There's mm-hmm. all these, like, expectations of how to be, like, yourself, basically. And when you're 18, 
you have no idea who you are. So it's just all, it's all so confusing. I feel like also you don't know who you want to be with to tie it back to like love and romance. Like most of the time at 18, you, you can't really be with someone because you don't know who you are. Of course, there's like exceptions where it's like high school sweethearts and people that grow up together and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I, speaking from like personal experience, I feel like as an 18 year old, I had no clue who I was at all. (laughs) (laughs) My taste in, in guys reflected that as well, where it's just like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's really true. This movie, I think it's like, I think it calls the most attention to it, mostly because all of the characters you meet are really going through that. Like the, you know, you meet so many of the, they're like friends and like everyone is kind of like, okay, I graduated, now what the fuck is happening in my life? (laughs) They're really lost. Yeah, I feel like after, like, a big milestone, you have to figure out, like, what comes next. And, like, as an 18-year-old, there there isn't really, like, I mean, there's pressure, but it's more, like, get an education if you can or, like, start working, which obviously is a lot of pressure, but it's not, like, get settled down, like, figure out your whole life kind of pressure and it just it just builds kind of like how discomfort during Thanksgiving for me just builds as I eat more and more (laughs) yeah so yeah if you if you are either like in around the college ages or you're like nostalgic for that time or you love um Pennsylvania I feel like you'll find some things to love this movie it is like it is a like comedy like there's a lot of even though these we're talking about like really deep like serious things like your identity and yourself there's a lot of like funny really really funny awkward humor and like the popular boy his brother is like (laughs) on his own journey he's like probably like in his like probably like mid to late 20s like he obviously looks a lot older like in his 30s but I think his character is meant to be more like around like the older version of the popular boy yeah um he like develops this weird obsession with baking pumpkin pie with like natural pumpkins and like makes like probably a thousand pumpkin pies (laughs) like trying to get like the measurement he's trying to like recreate this pumpkin pie that his dad would always make mm-hmm. but like he is trying to use like pumpkins that they have at the house from from halloween which i'm like that's gross <laughs> and also like canned pumpkins and he ends up making like so many iterations of it and really is taking a weird deep dive <laughs> into it and it's really enjoyable to watch because it's so quirky and like strange but also like I feel like it's relatable you're like yeah there are some things that like end up starting to like define you but you're like what is happening in this journey and you know he's coming he's he's about to move to Florida with his family which part of me was like you're in your mid to late 20s like you could just decide to stay in the holidays but if you didn't want to move you don't have to move to Florida, like, you're a grown-up, <laughs> but he very much was, like, saying goodbye to 
the town as he was leaving to go to Florida. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a, it's a good one. I feel like most people haven't seen it before. So yeah. Yeah. Before I recommend it. <laughs> maybe a new, a new favorite maybe that you'll watch for every Thanksgiving. Yeah. <laughs> and we go to the next one. <laughs> let's, let's travel through time a bit and get our next movie. <laughs> Uh, yeah the next movie came out in 2011 which is earlier than the first one but it takes us to a time when you would go to a thanksgiving with a fiance so you're probably older than 18 you may not be but you're probably like late 20s maybe like early 30s mid-30s I don't know you have a fiance so you're a little bit older you're about to get settled down this movie is called holiday engagement it is a hallmark movie I'll preface it with that because I feel like that like brings up all these images of just like cheesy holiday movies and it's it's up there in terms of like tv holiday movie (laughs) cheesiness (laughs) and just like weird decisions made in the plot and you're like, why is this happening? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think all those movies are very, like, plot-driven. You're like, I have to get these, like, thousand weird things to happen. So, like, yeah, you're going to be like, okay, like, you know, like, if you lose your job, find a new one. Like, that's like, that's, that's the easier answer than whatever you did. <laughs> yeah, this is truly zany. And it's very much like a rom-com. The first movie had elements of romance in it, but it was more like all over comedy. This is very much a rom-com where the main character is a reporter, which is very much like rom-com. She's engaged. And we find out at the very beginning of the movie that um, she like loses her job. The newspaper just like shuts down while she's like on the street. No sense to begin with, but um, but she is engaged, so she doesn't really seem to care. Like she's not really phased that she like loses her job. Um, she's engaged to a lawyer, and they live in Los Angeles. And he tells her they're gonna potentially move to Pittsburgh, and she's like, "I'll go with you wherever. It's okay." And he's like, oh, "Okay." And then the next day, he changes his mind and breaks up. <laughs> where I'm just like why didn't he break up with her then like why did he sit on it another day to then break up with her literally 30 seconds later in the movie that is a great question that was like one of the weirdest things to me at the movie because like they clearly could have because she at first was like why do we have to move so far from my family like my family's here and she like kind of like doesn't want to do it first and I was like that's the opportunity dude like we're done. <laughs> then, yeah. And then he just waits. And then he breaks up with her, which, which to me looked like outside the courthouse in downtown Los Angeles. I think it was filmed <laughs> on location. So. Um, she panics because her mother is crazy. Mm-hmm. And this was going to be the Thanksgiving that she brings her fiance home. And like now she doesn't know what to do. Her friend tells her like, uh, it's going to be the most obvious answer that your best friend would definitely tell you in this situation. <laughs> her best friend tells her to post an ad online, a video ad, 
and to uh, ask for a fake date to get someone to pretend to be her fiance for Thanksgiving. And she offers as a like a as like a paycheck, a reward, a couple of tickets and a trip to Mexico that she had just won in a radio contest. Again, something like crazy that she like has a radio contest that she won at the beginning of the movie. Um, she does it and the, the, uh, the person that responds and agrees to be her fiance is an actor that she was interviewing when she got fired. <laughs> what are the odds? <laughs> um, this actor who like in real life is an actor, he showed up in one of the other movies we've watched before. This one's big, big ups to Sarah for recognizing this. This is, um, his name is Jordan Bridges and he was in Drive Me Crazy, but I feel like if anything, we might've talked about him for like a nanosecond because we were just obsessed with Adrian Grenier when <laughs> we talked about Drive Me Crazy. Um, Plus, he plays a really, like, awful person in Me Crazy. So, in this movie, he's much nicer, and he appears also more attractive, because he's just, like, a nice person. (laughs) Um, She brings him home. Her her family is just, like, insane. And she has uh, a couple of sisters who also have, like, love interests in, in their own love lives, but they seem really unhappy and just, like, they're just not doing well, I feel like. Uh, when her mother presses her to, to find out, like, when they're going to get married, she lies and says, and again, this is a fake fiancé. She has already broken up with her real fiancé. She says they're getting married December 21st, which, like, why would you say? Why would you say that loud? <laughs> like, wait, put it off. Say like we haven't decided yet, or June, and then you can tell your mother maybe two weeks later that you broke up or something. Like you can you can take it back. But yeah, like I think the only worst day she could have picked is like tomorrow. Here's <laughs> a terrible time. So they start like doing wedding planning and actually going through with it, and like. She gets back with her old fiance at one point, and then like they break up again, and then she does actually marry the fake fiance. It's a lot, and he's also like in love with someone else this whole time, but somehow they like he falls for her. <laughs> like it's a Hallmark movie, but yeah. it's great. <laughs> yeah, a Hallmark movie means like absolute insanity. But cheese on cheese on cheese and always a happy ending. Yeah. uh, I will say the mother is Shelley Long, who I love. I feel like she's hysterical and she plays that role really well of just like a crazy mother. Um, But it's like truly like, it's like, I definitely feel like if you're, if you're like a, a woman or like a, if you're identifying as a woman and you, um, are, like, single at a certain age, you get, like, a look or, like, a, a plea or, like, you have suddenly become, like, a deficit of a person. Mm-hmm. And, like, that mm-hmm. kind of, in the Holidaysburg, it kind of is a little bit brought up when she comes home just because her sister is in, like, a happy, healthy relationship. And, like, it kind of is, like, a mother's dream is to see her child in a, with a partner, 
and like Shelley Long playing that character like hammers into it. Like at one point when the sisters actually calls her out on it because she's like, you need a man to take care of you. And her sister is like, it's 2011. Like, get with it. And I was like, oh, God, it's 2020. People still feel this way that, like, you're incomplete if you don't have a partner. And, like, especially some of her sisters looked so unhappy. It's like, well, what does a partnership really look like? Because you guys look really miserable. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it is just... uh really tired like gender norms that still exist and go on I feel like they're lessening but yeah there still is especially when you talk about like extended family so there's always like I feel like people if it's like there's always someone in a family like an extended family that has totally different views from your own so even if your like nuclear family is very like progressive and supports whatever decisions you make there's still someone in your family that is like judging you <laughs> some way or another. Um, and they might be at your Thanksgiving table. So, um, yeah. Yeah. People are just also like super boring. So like all they know is to like ask you about work. Are you dating someone? How's the weather? Like, <laughs> like, like how's the weather where you live? I'm like, those are, like, the only questions, like, relatives know to ask. Because people don't, once you're a grown-up, you don't, like, have uh, hobbies that people, like, know. Like, when you're a kid, and, like, someone's like, like, what's your life like? You're like, well, I color, and, like, I'm (laughs) I'm, like, running and jumping. (laughs) The way you, like, you you gestured when you said that, you got, like, so excited. It's like, wow, hands up in the air. I color? (laughs) But it's exciting. It's fun to color. <laughs> but yeah, I feel like uh, kids are much easier to talk to about like anything too. Cause you could just be like, how's school or something, which isn't always the best subject for any kid to talk about. But even if they hate it, they'll talk about it where they're like, my teacher is the meanest. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, as a doll, it's like, I think, I wonder if some of the, it falls back on relationships so much because it's like, well, that's something to talk about. Like, are you dating anyone? Who are you dating? What are they like? What do they do? Like, are you going to get married? Are you going to have a kid? Like, it's like a thousand questions other than like, what do you do on your weekends? (laughs) Yeah. We just, I feel like we measure happiness either through like work, like are you being productive in some way or with like relationships? And in this case, for this movie, she just got fired. She did not seem like she had the best reporting career to begin with. (laughs) She also just got dumped. So I feel like, I don't know. If, I feel like it would have been an easier to lie to say she got like a promotion or like she got a fancy new job. But yeah, her mother wouldn't have cared. It was all about her fiance. Mm -hmm. Um, Definitely, it's hard to show up alone. I feel like that their Thanksgiving was huge in that movie. It was like a very, very big extended family. Um, The last movie we're going to talk about is more like nuclear family so but it doesn't make it like any easier to show up alone no I love this movie like I definitely like 
this is one of like my holiday movies I watch all the time. It just, it's such a good, like, I was like really laughing watching it, even though I've seen it a thousand times. I was like, oh, the humor. I had never seen this before and I'm sad that I never had. It's, mm-hmm. it's great. The cast is also so good. So good, yeah. yeah. And Jodie Jody Foster directed it, which is, it must have been like one of the first movies she directed. Holly Hunter is amazing. Yeah. You're so good. You're such a good actress. I would watch you, like, keep going. Yeah, I love Holly Hunter. I, I'm trying to think what she's been in recently. And maybe she's just, like, chilling, just enjoying life now. Hopefully she, she is. She's done it. She made so many movies in the 80s and 90s. And, like, she can do whatever she wants now. Yeah, that's true. Let's see. She, I feel like she probably was in something within the last, like, five years, but... Yeah, she was in The Big Sick and um, Incredibles 2. <laughs> uh, that she was in Batman versus Superman. I didn't watch that movie, but. She is just amazing. She's got other things coming out soon. Cool. Okay. No, she's been like steadily working, but like, I feel like this was like the height probably of Holly Hunter because it was 1990. <laughs> Um, and the movie is called Home for the Holidays. You haven't said that yet. That's true. Sorry. <laughs> uh, she, Holly Hunter, plays a single mother who lives in Chicago and is going home for the holidays. She gets fired the day before <laughs> she's going home. The day she's going home, I don't know. She gets fired seemingly out of nowhere. Uh, her daughter, who's played by Claire Danes, mm-hmm. uh, isn't going to go home with her because she is going to lose her virginity to her boyfriend. And she tells her mom this, which is really amazing. It's <laughs> just like, uh, just so you know, we're going to have sex. Uh, we're we're going to be smart about it, which like is amazing for a teenager to tell their parent that, but also it must be a lot for a parent to hear <laughs> like as they're about to get on a plane like the timing is not great <laughs> yeah it's pretty like it is the daughter obviously timed it out perfectly because yeah. it was like right as the um you know the car was like in the lo- lo- unloading area and the police officer was like you have to move your car <laughs> she's like oh like have a good trip by the way i'm losing my virginity bye <laughs> bye <laughs> yeah it was a very good move on her part. She really was smart about it. And, like, yeah. Oh, Holly Hunter. So Holly Hunter flies home. Um, and then what a cast of characters. Oh, man. Her her mother, I feel like, is that stereotypical, like, mother that wants her to be with someone and, like, just wants her to, to find someone her dad is, like, to me, he kind of is, like, a cliche dad that's just, like, in his own world. It's <laughs> just, like, doing his own thing while all this chaos is going on. And he just, like, loves his family. But he's just, like, off doing his own thing. <laughs> he also is just, like, too, he's so strange. I'm, like, are you, like, is this, like, early Alzheimer's or, like, early dementia? Like, I can't tell. For sure, there are some moments where I'm like, is this a choice or, like, a decision? I don't know. (laughs) I'm not sure. I feel like he just, like, 
he probably was like happy it was a holiday and that his family was coming together. And I feel like he chose to ignore all the bad things that were happening. <laughs> he just like leaned into his zaniness. He was yeah. just like, I'm just gonna go full zany. Whatever. Um he he has some good moments like later on yeah. in the movie where yeah, it's very the her brother is played by Robert Downey Jr. and it's and this is like this is Robert Downey Jr. at his first career peak. Like yeah. he was doing the the early, like the mid nineties. Like he was like doing a lot of like nitty gritty work, and he was like started to like really come up there. And then he like got super into drugs, which he probably always. Sarah and I argue he probably always was, <laughs> but he got super into them. And kind of crashed down for a little bit, disappeared, and then, like, came back and was Iron Man. And now he's, like, an insanely popular person. But, like, this is, he's so good in this role. Like, if you have a brother, you will, like, completely relate to, like, his character in this movie. He is, like, the perfect brother. Like, and he's playing a character, I'm assuming, is, like, like, I don't know, like, like, late 20s, early 30s, maybe. Because I think he's the youngest or not. He's seen, he's got the youngest sibling like energy because he's <laughs> so obnoxious and he just like tortures his two older sisters. Um, I don't know, but he also seems like he's the most like successful and also like the happiest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He like works in sales and like travels around and like yeah. He's truly like a happy funny weird guy he yeah he shows up with this like tall drink of water yeah (laughs) he shows up with and like holly hunter assumes that's like his new boyfriend even though like he apparently had a very like um significant like long-term partner before so she is confused because she's like what happened to yeah yeah his partner like what's going on and he doesn't say anything (laughs) so she just assumes like the two of them are together uh and dylan mcdermott i can't put my like if i can't decide if i like him in this movie or not i feel like he's too like aggressive with He's so dreamy. <laughs> I mean, he's so handsome, but he's so handsome. And like he, this is like, yeah, like this is like early in his career. Like he's so handsome. Oh, that his next movie was Until There Was You. I love that movie. <laughs> Sorry to digress, but it's so good. <laughs> oh yeah, he's very pretty, and he still is. Like he is a tall drink of water, and anything you're just like, oh, what a handsome man. Um, but he's just like very aggressive. I think she says it to him at one point, Holly Hunter. Like it's been like a minute or so after he, they've met each other. And he makes some sort of comment and she's like, how long have you been here? Like you just got here. Like you can't, you can't say these things. Yeah. Yeah. He kind of like makes himself comfortable in like the environment of this like kooky family, like really fast. Like it kind of either says a lot about him, but he like, I think is like, he's so conventionally good looking that like, I think it's kind of, I think that's kind of the weirdness of it is that he's like, conventionally good looking so you think he's like more normal 
but his character is pretty odd. Like he just got into sales. He was a chef who like quit his job and started selling like food ish products. And then he also is like his whole spirit is like just whatever happens, like life is like like he feels like too old for that like mentality. Like he's like, I could lose my job and like whatever, I'll just pick up a new one and like what like I just fly by this in my pants. I don't wanna make a rule about my life. Like he's like too free spirity. Yeah. I feel like as a like a, if you're like in your early twenties, I feel like that's that's fine. But like if you're older, and especially if you are maybe looking for a partner, like that's not what the partner I would want. <laughs> it's just like whatever, yeah. man, it's fine. Um, yeah. Maybe she's not. I don't think she really is looking for a partner. She, the whole movie, she didn't like bring anyone with her, and she's not like dying to be like set up with anyone so I don't think he's he probably is supposed to be like a real long-term partner for her he's just yeah. very very pretty <laughs> yeah the alien it's it wasn't so attractive I feel like he could play the role easier because like if he was like a if he was almost as like floppy as Robert Downey Jr. is in this movie you're like yeah I get your whole life like you know you fly by the seat of your fans but he just looks, like, really attractive. Like, you just want to see him in a suit. I'm like, grow up and get a real job, sir. <laughs> yeah. He he would be welcome to my Thanksgiving table just because he is so attractive. But the other guests at this Thanksgiving are pretty, like, horrible. The other sibling is uh, a sister who mm-hmm. hates like her whole family she just hates everyone um but she especially hates Robert Downey Jr.'s character and like there's a moment opposite of him like he's all about like fun and like whatever and she's all about control and like order and the right way of doing things Mm -hmm. yeah because he's he's been like bopping around harassing Holly Hunter taking pictures of her and like annoying her and she like she's annoyed but she like she takes it because it's kind of like it's just it's just like her brother so she, yeah. I guess she's used to it like whatever um <laughs> but he really ramps it up when the other sister shows up and like tortures her and her whole family <laughs> he's like a menace to them and like at one point he basically like traps them in their car before they get out and they're afraid to get out of the car. <laughs> like, so funny though, because he's like running around the car making like dinosaur noises and like it's such an old car that you have to like manually put down your lock on your car. <laughs> and so all of them have like a moment where they're like putting their lock down and like like what do they think is gonna happen from that? Like but eventually yeah. the the husband like gets out to like be a man and like tell him how it's gonna be. <laughs> uh, and that yeah. by um, Steve Guttenberg, I think is his name, which like he is so like he's like in a thousand movies, like playing a thousand roles. I feel like his characters are always like a little bit of a dick though. They they always are. <laughs> like it, he he plays the. I feel like he plays the character really well. That like. 
is like he's really like self-assured and into himself but there's always like something he just doesn't see he like lacks self-awareness in one way um, he's a guy but he's usually an asshole yeah uh at one point during the meal I guess and we should say who the other family member is at the meal before the, like the two really crazy things happen at dinner. The other, the other one is Holly Hunter's aunt who is just, like on another planet. She, like, she's like certifiably insane where I'm like, do you live alone or not in like a home? Like I don't, she, she something special. She lives at home with like hundreds and hundreds of plants. So she's technically not alone. <laughs> and, <she>, and lamps <laughs> she's, yeah she's a plant lady and a lamp lady uh they bring her to thanksgiving and she the first sign of like something like oh, that's gonna happen is that she brought a key lime pie because like the dad really likes key lime pie so she like shows it off to him which you're like it's kind of kind of weird for the sister-in-law, but okay. <laughs> she decorated the key lime pie with M&Ms, which I think is also one of the biggest red flags. Because I've eaten a lot of key lime pie in my day, but never with like M&Ms on top. I feel like that's not going to taste good. Um, <laughs> she, in the middle of the dinner, just like randomly, she starts talking about when she first met her brother-in-law and how she like loved him the second she saw him <laughs> and that they had kissed at one point and like <laughs> she she basically says like she loves him he's the love of her life and she's she's upset and hates her sister for stealing the life that she could have had the life of like her dreams and then she sits back down and everyone just like eats <laughs> and just like, just like keeps eating it's like it is crazy like it is such a moment like and like again like it's like what the uptight sister was like I think you should just sit down and like we should get back to the eating and like Robert Downey Jr. is like no you should tell us all like what do you want to say I'm like he does stir the pot pretty pretty well <laughs> he loves the chaos and yeah he the next big thing is he gets, like, stuff on that sister's dress. Like, somehow there's, like, commotion and stuff, like, splatters on her there's dress. Of the turkey. There's two turkeys because, like, the mom made a turkey and Joanna, the, the uptight daughter, made a turkey. And so, like, they're trying to cut the mom's turkey, but, like, they can't do it. <laughs> so Holly Hunter and Dylan McDermott try it. And while they're cutting it, it, like, flies through the air and, like, lands on, <laughs> on Joanna's, like, beautiful, like, it's 1995, but it's where it looks like an 80s dress. It's, like, that, like, weird, like, deep teal greenish color with, like, a lace collar <laughs> all around. And um, it's her favorite possession. <laughs> it's been Such an ugly dress. And she, loses, she just, like, loses it. Like, she starts, like, crying and screaming. And Robert Downey Jr. looks so pleased. And he takes a picture. It's, like, the best. He takes, he takes a Polaroid of her. And she's, like, wailing. Yeah. It's like, a brother move. It's so perfect. Where you're, like, I upset you. And I'm so happy that I made you upset. 
And they try to move the turkey, and it like just squeezes out all this gross liquid, like a shower, like all over her head. It's so gross and disgusting. And you really do feel for her in that moment. Like that's a terrible moment. But then what happens? Like then her reaction to everything is just like, no, you deserved a thousand turkeys being squeezed over your head. <laughs> like, she, yeah, she like says first of all she like announces to the family that her brother has gotten married to his partner jack and it's it was like a mix in the family like i guess who like i feel like they knew that he was gay but they were like maybe it wasn't like spoken exactly but um yeah, she says, like, how she hates, like, that he's gay, basically, and she can't, like, believe that he got married, and how would he do that to her? And it's like, we're insane. You're literally an insane person. It's terrible, because she is basically super embarrassed that, like, he got married on the beach in, like, uh, Massachusetts, and, like, her friend saw him on the beach, and how embarrassing for her that he is gay and got married. And, like, how dare he? It was so gross. I was like, I wish the turkey would hit her in the face again now. It was so gross. And she says, like, they kissed each other. And it's like, ugh. She, she's just yeah. horrible. And she's like, oh, did you, did you wear a dress? Like, she, like, totally is, like, making fun of him and, like, his relationship. It's so disgusting. I feel like at that moment... Everyone should be like, just leave. <laughs> just leave. Get out of here. <laughs> and then, yeah, she doesn't, though. They stay for a little bit longer. Eventually, she does leave. Uh, I feel like at this point, it starts to, like, dwindle down. And Holly Hunter now sees, like, Dylan McDermott is not with her brother. And so it's like, oh, maybe <laughs> there is something there. Um, and Ro- Robert Downing Jr., the, like, chaos master that he is, kind of, like, forces the two of them together to bring the weird aunt home. Um, and they, like, have a moment, but they also don't have a moment. Uh, There's yeah. a good, like, build-up where you're like, is something going to happen? No, it probably won't. Oh, maybe it will. <laughs> and then it ends uh, with her flying home, and who shows up on the plane? <laughs> with, his <laughs> with his lamp that he got from her aunt. So. <laughs> yeah, he made the aunt fall in love with him, too, which, like, makes sense. Everyone would fall in love. Look at those blue eyes. Like, so yeah, it's, it's just, like... A zany, wacky movie. Besides the like horrible homophobic yeah. <laughs> sister, <laughs> but, uh, but everyone else in the family is like fine with it. Like his dad. His only question was like, "Did you really wear a dress?" Yeah. <laughs> was like, no, I didn't. His, and then like, all right, whatever. Yeah. His dad congratulates his husband. Like, yeah. And you kind of learn from like, different points in the movie, especially, like, from the phone call with his husband, that the only reason Robert Downey Jr. came to Thanksgiving was kind of, like, to help his sister, and, like, because she had lost her job and, like, was alone and just sad. (laughs) 
you do kind of bear the holidays with the family craziness with yeah. that thing. But yeah, like I, it is like we've watched a lot of rom coms from like the '90s, and like we've ha- we've definitely talked about different points of like what was like the social norms for like homophobia at that point because like it is like I do think that like the sister is really vilified vilified in the movie like nobody really likes her and she's kind of a terrible trash person so like overall his family is like fine about it like they don't like they don't have like a gay pride flag in front of their house but they're like they love their son and they want him to be happy and like his dad does congratulate him. And that's actually like better than a lot of movies we've watched in the nineties for the treatment of like gay characters. Yeah. And it's clear, like he's living a great life. Like they show like his home, (coughs) his husband, and they have a huge party there, which I guess is like the one reason his husband isn't with him because he's hosting a bunch of people. That is the one thing I would have liked if the husband had like come. Yeah. Yeah. it was a 90s movie, so I, yeah. I mean, like, they're not going to have, like, a, an actual, like, same-sex couple at the dinner table, unfortunately, I feel like, but. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's a great, like, it's such a funny movie. There's so many laughs in it. Like, it is, have that nice, like, slow burn of, like, or, like romantic potential. Like, there's a lot of, like, potentially, um, relations there and like definitely if you've had a family crazy Thanksgiving you will find see yourself in these moments and also like be happy that you're not having a lot of these moments like I'm glad I never had to hear my aunt like confess her love for my father like that's that's a good that's a good miss for me So yeah, if you're if you're not spending this year with family, you could definitely watch these movies. Even if you are, it's a long weekend. You might want to slip away if you are with family. <laughs> Go watch a movie. Yeah. Still, the cable provider info and watch it later if you need to. Yeah. Uh, Amy, are you thankful? For Jason Siegel. I am. I was just thinking of him. <laughs> if Jason Siegel's looking for somewhere to be this holiday season, um, if his plans have changed and he can't go home, it's. I think it's a bit of a commute to D.C. probably, but I'm willing to be quarantined here if you need to. <laughs> and I'm thankful for your humor, your sexy face, and your whole package you got there yeah so call give me a call (laughs) i'm ready (laughs) 